0: And now, we are lucky enough to have Stephen Phillips from Twitter Music. Let's give a big hand to Stephen. (laughs) Stephen's another one who I was trying to get for like a bunch of shows, but his excuse was, I'm in Australia. (laughs) But now we're lucky, he's here, and uh, he has joined Twitter, and you were We Are Hunted, and now
1: your Twitter Music. I mean, what, what, is, what is Twitter Music? So uh, Twitter launched a music app recently. I don't know if anyone noticed what happened, but we, um, about five weeks ago, we launched a music app for the first time. And Twitter Music is a music discovery app which helps people discover new music from all the great artists who are on Twitter.
0: So, so okay, I, I meant to do this, and I didn't. How many people are on Twitter? How many people have been... Reading tweets today? In the last 10 minutes? How many people have tweeted today? How many people have tweeted in the last 10 minutes? The rest of you, what are you waiting for? (laughs) Anyway. Twitter is a pretty interesting thing to build, build a platform on because you, know, you can really see you know, who, who the musicians are and who's putting out music and who follows who and, and all of the fan aggregation and all of that stuff. So, so how did you say, okay, you know, I'm building a discovery platform and here's this... You know, how did you decide to build on Twitter?
1: I was approached by a guy called Kevin Tao who was running a special project at Twitter last year. Music's massive for Twitter, as we all know. Half the, everyone on Twitter follows at least one musician. And all the most followed people on Twitter are all musicians. I think we count two million plus plays a day that people are sharing and Twitter is just really important and I think that's why artists choose to communicate with fans on Twitter all the time. He said that they were doing a special project inside Twitter and that they were going to base it around music discovery and trying to help the artists that are on Twitter get their music out to a bigger audience, and they're impressed with what we were doing at We Are Hunted around similar things. So Hunted was built on the idea that you could listen to what was happening in social media and you could chart that, and they asked us to try and do the same type of thing. So we worked with Twitter for a while, and then they acquired our company. And,
0: and did, you, did you actually meet with them physically, or was it a, was it a, a
1: virtual outreach? I mean, how did you connect with them? It had been a long journey. We'd been, I'd been working on start startup for five years myself and started back in Australia and about a year ago, a year and a half ago, we decided to move to New York because the site had been growing and it had been somewhat successful and we had kind of a, a cult following amongst hipsters in New York and we thought it would be a great place to, to actually set up shop and we went there and we'd kind of gone through the round of funding that we had and we were living in New York and we were doing app development for a range of people and yeah, Twitter just found out the blue and said that um, they loved what we did and they'd asked around who had you know, who was doing stuff in this space and then he said, you know, come to New York and we met and we went to San Francisco and we came here and we loved it and we worked here for a while and then things just happened and we were just a very good fit. A lot of the things that we were doing at Hunted were really directly relevant to what they were trying to do at Twitter. Cool. And so, so what, what's the most interesting part of what you built to you?
0: Is it, the, you know, is it that you can, people can discover music through the charts? People can discover music through seeing who people they like? I mean, it's really awesome how you built so everything kind of pivots around all related information. I mean, what, what's most interesting to you?
1: I think the thing we'd like to let everybody know is that we're just getting started and it's really a commitment, a long term commitment of how important musicians are to Twitter. Um, the most interesting thing to me was working with the actual data because it's a big data problem that they, they've got a heap of, of music uh, artists on there and there's new activity all the time and people are talking about music and it was just a big technical challenge to be part of the Twitter engineering team who had to try and make sense of that data and I think that's all we've really achieved at the start is trying to get a handle on what's happening, like who are the artists who are getting the most retweets and which ones have the most followers and which ones are being most played. Technically, the hardest part of the whole project was working with partners and trying to, as anyone who's worked with multiple catalogues across multiple countries knows how difficult it is to... We, our partners for the launch were RDO and Spotify and iTunes, and I think we were the first company who allowed people to seamlessly move between those services and have the user experience be pretty, pretty well the same. And we hope to work with more partners if we can. And I think the... Uh, expectations for people were crazy around launch it was a bizarre thing to be inside Um, there was a small team who were doing it and we were um, we were actually which i think was part of the fun we were we were actually hidden from twitter as well until right towards the end of the project so for months we were in the mission in a in a place called kevin's body garage i think it was called and it was actually (laughs) above a body garage and we designed and worked on the apps there and Then we had a coming out party and then the leak came and then people went crazy and people had really high expectations, I think, of what Mm -hmm. we could do and Mm -hmm. um, about what it would be. I think that some thought we were doing a radio app and some thought we were going to take on Spotify and it's never really been our goal to be a destination for listening. We think that the hardest thing in music tech right now is doing sharing properly and Mm -hmm. it's something that no-one's been able to do effectively and Twitter's really well-placed to do and um, that's why we want to work with Spotify and audio and everybody... And just try and be the this social layer that can sit above all and let you share. And within our app right now, I can, if my friends are on Audio and my other friends are on Spotify, I can see what they're listening to and sharing. And that's we believe we're the first to do that. Cool. So, so I mean, it's
0: interesting because you you drive people to these services, um, you know, whether they are subscribed or not. But then it's a different experience. And I mean, uh, it's almost self evident. But I'd love to hear any if you have any takeaways about either. The experience, or the engagement, or the, the the stickiness, or any lessons that can be teased out from, you know, the folks who use it, who are subscribed to services, versus the folks who use it, who are only on trial with, the, or who are on the, you know, free, you know, who who can only listen to parts of the songs.
1: I think much of the lessons we learn are probably pretty obvious. to Everybody here that. Um, A listening experience built purely on samples from Apple is probably not ideal. (laughs) The people who connect with audio on Spotify get a much better experience. Um, But we thought it was useful enough as a sharing experience that that would work. We're hoping that were, we're ahead of the game a little and that this year is the year that subscriptions really take off. And that uh, Google coming out is a good sign. And mm-hmm. it feels like a really good place to be at the moment in tech and in music because I, I think we're all expecting that Apple and um, Amazon will also arrive later in the year. And it could be the year that subscriptions go mainstream. Mm-hmm. And if they do, it's a nice place to be sitting there working with all those companies and getting to see what they're doing and what they bring to the table and being able to put a social layer above all of them. So, what do you all think? Twitter music, you love it, right? Yeah!
0: I do whatever. Do we do we have any questions out here? The, so, the famous Mr. Paul Reznikoff, watch out, could be a trap. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no traps here. I'm really wondering what, what happened in terms of Twitter Music's profile. Like it launched, and there was just so much hype around it, and it was the number mm-hmm. one ranked app, and it was blowing up, and then a week later, it was like falling so quickly, and it seems that this is sort of becoming endemic to the space. So. What happens next? My answer before we go to him is you really have to have a solid platform and sometimes hype can blow it up, but as long as there's a platform which will support something sustainable, that's what really matters.
1: (laughs) That doesn't mean (laughs) anything, Brian. That means nothing. (laughs) 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 I just think it's early days that, that you can't call it a fire and I can't call it a success, it's still just the beginning and it's going to be um, a long path for us to build upon. And It's just so important, music is so important to Twitter that it's not something they're going to walk away from. They've been, obviously from the numbers, they're one of the biggest music apps around already and they've got a dedicated team who've been building music apps for ages and we plan to move pretty quickly. And It's just how software development works now that we believe in, we ship a product and we listen to what users like and dislike and some people like what I build and some people don't like what I build and we listen and we improve it and we're hoping that we can do that and I think in a year's time we can look at Twitter music and say has it been a success or not and I think that would be a fair time to judge it because we're, yeah, it was really difficult because there's so many things you can do with Twitter, with the data that you have, we've got all these great tweets. We've got all these artists really heavily engaged. We've got this signal that, to us, is a really good signal to do charting and playlisting. And we were kind of, what do you sport for choice? Where do you lead to first? What do you lead out with first? And maybe because of my background in charting, it seemed like an obvious thing we would go out with first. And it's clear that we aren't effectively doing the sharing part of that as good as we can, and uh, we want to get better at that. But I think it's fair to say that... uh, the hype was incredible. Like we didn't yeah. expect that people would go as crazy as they did.
0: It's not not to dominate this, but is the requirement to
1: pay for the full stream affecting uptake? Well, as I said, I don't think we. I think there's lots of really cool listening experiences around, and we never meant to be that. We want to be a sharing experience because that's what Twitter is. It's a place that people go and share what they're listening to, and what they like. We're not doing the best job in the world at that right now, but we're thinking that that's a place that we can own. It's a place that we can be better at. So whether we've got full tracks or not, we're just hoping that everybody starts buying subscriptions.
0: But but that's a good point and one that really goes to the heart of where we're at, which is generally the the services you pay for give you a better experience than... You know, when folks get music for free, I mean, not counting Pandora, whatever, there's free with ads, and I think anybody is going to deal with that situation that when you, you know, are driving traffic, that you drive traffic to people who are using legitimate services, they're going to have a better experience than if you drive someone to 30-second samples. Do we have one final question?
1: Hi there. I used We Are Hunted for years for music. Loved it. So did I. It was um, cool. Yeah, no, it's great. It's awesome. Um, but so I was just curious, like, what what story are you going to tell to convince people to pay for music? Because personally, there are so many ways to not pay for music that I just I'm just I just want to know, like, what? How are you going to convince me to pay for music? How am I going yeah, yeah, to convince you to pay for, for music? Twitter's going to convince you to pay for music? Yeah. If, if you're if we are successful, right? Yeah. We're kind of hoping our partners will solve that one. And yeah. That they'll be the ones who convince people that they should buy their products. We're going to help if we can. We've, I think we've done... It was really cool to bring Arty on Spotify to the table. We met them three weeks from launch and said, I think it would be a really cool idea if you joined in this. And instantly within days they had engineers in our offices in the mission. We had guys from Radio and Spotify sitting next to each other with the Twitter engineers and we were hacking out how, how can we make this seamless for people to use and how can we make it easy for people to get onto these services. As a sales tool, I'm not sure we're going to be the ones who try and sell that, but... Um I've been just so impressed with Spotify. We, we work with them for years. We've had a really cool app in there that's done really well for us. And the audio guys are killer as well here in San Francisco. And I think that's, um, and we've met the Google guys since. And their product looks amazing too. It's not going to be want of letting people have opportunities to buy music if they want. But I believe there's people who never will again, you know. then they'll just have to be monetized in other ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I, uh, my belief is if you drive people to the music, and then they get cut off, that's the best way to actually get them to start paying, is to really get them to start listening, and then, oh, if I was paying, this would be a better experience. That, I mean, it's a little, you you know, I mean, so driving people to where you're literally giving them the choice of, does the experience stop here or, oh my God, I can listen to the whole, the whole song and then the whole song and then the whole song and then the whole song on an unlimited basis. My belief is by driving people to that point of decision, you're much more likely to get them to sign up than, than if you don't get them there. I think I want to do one more question. I know you keep showing me in, but I think we're being cuddled. I think it's, I don't think that's right. Anyway, so Rachel Masters, let's try her. Hi there. I love, I love the app. It's, all, it's fantastic. Thank you. How will it be better integrated into the actual day-to-day experience of Twitter?
1: Yeah, that'll be cool, yeah, when we do that. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's big numbers around Twitter, and it's growing all the time. There's over 200 million active users a month. Half a billion people go to the website. So there's a nice source of traffic there for us at some point when we work out how we can integrate it. And we plan to. Part of our mission is not to produce dedicated music apps but to, uh, is to um, help artists generally on Twitter and that includes outreach to artists, that includes improving the way that Twitter.com and Twitter app present music and the way that you experience music on there. And Twitter hasn't had a dedicated music team before and we've been there five weeks or something like that. So we're all getting ramped up to improve the way that Twitter app works.
0: I was just, I didn't see the next panelists in the room, but there they are. So why don't you wander up? We'll do one more question while these guys wander to the side.
1: You said outreach to artists. I guess I was just curious, like, how much of that could or would be, um, you know, actually, like, putting tools in artists' hands, so using the data and using Twitter in meaningful ways, like, you know, not just talking about music, but helping artists... You know, really connect more and create a more solvent sort of business as a band or as an artist. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And as I said, we're just getting started in that area. There hasn't been enough effort putting Twitter over the past, and it's something we want to do. But I'm not going to try and guess what that is. It'd be talking to people like you who've got an interest in that from the artist's point of view. I'm not really from that world, and we're, but we're you know grab me afterwards and ask about that. Can I just say thanks to all the engineers and developers who are out there as well that uh, it can um, as creative people it's, uh, that uh, fairy tales can kind of come true. It feels like I'm a long way from where we started and I, th- I think when we met I was out Hunted and um, to go through the, it was a great experience to go through the launch of something like that and be inside and it's a great opportunity for our team, we've had five guys who picked up their lives and moved countries to come and do this, and it's just been an awesome experience, and I'm glad I'm here to meet everybody and chat to everybody. Well, we're thrilled to have you here, Stephen. Thank, Thank you, yeah. you so much. Big hand for Thank Stephen. You. Really
0: appreciate was-